Good morning, Trinity. My name is Susan Kohler, and I am your Staff Parish Relations Chairperson. Today's service will be officiated by our senior pastor, Reverend Dr. Matthew Williams. I am delighted to welcome you to worship today, and I want to especially welcome those who are joining us for the first time. We would love to greet you with a small gift in the narthex following the service. Please fill out the pew pads to mark your attendance and pass it down the row. If you'd like to be placed on our prayer list, please fill out the prayer card. This Wednesday, January 11th, our next session of Lay Academy and Wednesday Night Dinners begins. Our speaker series this session will focus on the historical and contemporary issues concerning Native Americans. We will continue to offer Parenting Village, Becoming Fit Outdoors, Men's Group, Guitar Group, and Makerspace, which is a crafty group that meets to create hats and mats for people in need in our community. All are welcome to come for food and fellowship at 5.30, even if you're not attending Lay Academy. Be sure to RSVP for dinner by today using the QR code found in your bulletin. A new issue of our monthly tidings is out now. Some of the highlights from this issue are an introduction to our new director of music, Yulia Vila, and a reflection on the recent peace and justice pilgrimage to Montgomery, Alabama, written by Dr. Nick Quinton. There are many other interesting articles in the issue, so be sure to read it on our website or pick up a printed copy in the Welcome Center or the Narthex. Now, let us turn our attention to worship. As the prelude begins, please quiet your hearts and minds in preparation to worship God today.
Let us rise in body or spirit for the worship of God. The voice of the Lord, strong and mighty, powerful and full of majesty. It calls to us, calling across the water. The voice of the Lord breaks forth. It gives us strength and blessing, causing us to shout glory to the name of the Lord. church, both apostolic and universal, whose holy faith let us now reverently declare. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, 
who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Father in heaven, at the baptism of Jesus in the river Jordan, you proclaimed him your beloved son and anointed him with the Holy Spirit. Grant that all who are baptized into his name may keep the covenant they have made and boldly confess him as Lord and Savior, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God in glory everlasting. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you. Let us offer one another signs of Christ's peace.
Let us intercede for the church and the world, praying, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. <coughs> Holy Lord, we come to you in these quiet moments, seeking your presence. How often our noisy hearts drown out so much you would have us hear, including our own, your own voice. We come with our regrets of yesterday and anxieties about tomorrow. Lord of our lives, although we cannot know what lies ahead, we can have confidence that you will be there in our tomorrows, faithfully walking beside us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. 
We thank you today, gracious Lord, for those among us who enjoy a sense of accomplishment, finding your blessings in their work and play. Equally, we are reminded of those of us who are dispirited in life and feeling unsure about purpose and direction. Wherever we find ourselves, we pray you refresh our spirits and strengthen our sense of assurance in our worth as your own beloved children. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We thank you, Lord of life, for those who are blessed with good health this day. And we pray your special care for ones whose health is uncertain and those who live with bodily or emotional pain or disability. We especially lift up to you this morning the Wiley family as nine-year-old David Thomas begins his chemo treatments. Reassure us that we can lean with confidence on your strong arm to hold us. We are grateful that your divine care also comes to us through those who extend a hand to help and a heart to care. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Even in the midst of our gratitude, gracious Lord, we also experience dismay as we live within a conflicted world. The human tragedies in Ukraine and the Middle East, violence in our own city of Tallahassee. Save us from despair and cynicism as we yearn often in vain for responsible political leadership to cope with the problems of city and state and nation. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Now remember your promise that you will never forsake us. Baptize us anew this morning with a profound sense of our dependence on you in this great venture of life. Trusting as your people that while the way may not be easy, you will always be with us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. So fortify our courage for the difficult places. Grant us hope for the way ahead. Give us assurance within our doubts and uncertainty. And mindful that at last, our security lies in you or nowhere, relying not so much on our faith as on your faithfulness. We now pray in one voice the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. into a time of worship where we joyfully give our tithes and offerings. I want to thank each of you for your faithfulness and provide a brief update 
from two calls uh, for an offering that we had back in the fall. The last time I updated you on the hurricane response offering, Trinity had sent $10,000 and it had been matched to over $80,000. And the newest update to that is that Trinity has sent over $20,000 and that money has been matched now to over $170,000. And that is because of your faithfulness. Thank you. Also, our Christmas Eve offering for global missions, especially Porch to Solomon in Guatemala, was well received and it was very generous. So we thank you for that as well. In the spirit of the joy of watching God's kingdom flourish all around us, let us give today out of the joy of our salvation.
God, we offer you these gifts that we freely give from our hearts. By your Spirit, consecrate them by the power of your Holy Spirit and make them useful to further your kingdom's work locally and around the world. Amen. Please be seated. All right, if you are in preschool, kindergarten, first, second, third, fourth, fifth grade, if you're a youth and you really wanna to come too, or a child at heart, now is your time. Come on down for some time for our children's moments. Come on, it's okay. Okay. Come on up, come on up. Isn't it wonderful? Oh my goodness, I'm so glad to see you guys. Come on up. We're gonna sit right here on the steps, thank you. Thank you. I got a picture. That's so sweet. Thank you. Thank you. Will you hold on to it for me? All right. Wow. I, come on up right here, my darling. Thank you. Oh, yeah, give him a hand. It's, it's nervous coming up here. It can be very nerve-wracking. So thank you for coming and thank you for being up here this morning. I am so glad to see you guys back. Um, if you did not hear, we had a full house this morning in Sunday school. Praise God. We ran out of things, and that is very exciting when you run out of things. But I'm so glad everybody's here. And I know Miss Beth Perry, who is always in my preschool, she had 15 this morning in preschool. That's a lot of three- and four-year-olds. That's a lot of energy. It's, it's, it's good energy, but it's a lot of it. Woo! Woo! So we are doing it. So, guys, this is exciting. It's a new year, and we have wonderful things going on in our church. And when we think about New Year's, sometimes we make things that are called resolutions. Have you heard that word before? That's a big word. I heard it. You have, what is it, Jake? What do you think a resolution is? He actually forgot. But a resolution is like a promise you make that you're going to try to do something new, that you're going to try out something different. Has anybody thought of anything they want to try new that they want to share? Harrison, do you think of something new you want to try this year? Um, help my parents. He's going to help his parents. Yeah, you see, praise the Lord. That's the best one. Anybody got another one? Anybody got anything? Okay, let's hear it. Tractors a puppy. He, he would like a tractor and a puppy. I need y'all to work on that. Okay, do you want to share something, Elijah? I, I like... Uh, I um, Think about it. Uh, I... Ironing? No? Okay, maybe learning to iron. Maybe with some help, a little supervision there. But we all think of things that we want to try new. Jackson, can I get you to come hold the microphone? Jackson's always got my microphone for me. Thank you, buddy. So I was thinking one of the things I'd like to try new is to learn to juggle. Now, I went to Florida State, not Clown College, um, so I didn't really learn how to juggle. Does anybody around here know how to juggle? Yeah. You do, Emily? I'm impressed. Okay, so um, I have to start with scarves because if I juggle balls, that's not going to work. So you just throw them and you catch them and see, see, uh, it's kind of like I'm going to need to work on this, aren't I? I'm for sure. Sometimes when we have a resolution, thank you, we have to work on it. And this juggling thing is something I would really have to work on. But did anybody notice we've got this baptism thing here? Did you see that? Yeah, yeah Marco saw it. 
when I think about resolution, I also think about renewing, that there's something I can do new for this year. And do you know what I think all of us could do for as a renewal, especially since it's baptism Sunday? We could renew our hearts in thinking about Jesus and thinking about ways we can help others. Psalms 51.10 tells us, create in me a new heart, O God. And so that is a wonderful thing for us to think about this week as we are at school every day this week, is to have that new loving heart to all of our friends and to our teachers and our parents. Harrison's already ready. So we really want to think about that. Do you think we can have a new heart each day? We can have a, a time that we think about Jesus and how to share his love. If you're going to do that, tap your shoulders. Are you going to do that? All righty. Let's have a prayer and then we'll go with Ms. Duclo. Are you ready? Got your fingers? And pray. Heavenly Father, we sure do thank you for this morning. Lord, we thank you and praise you for every family that is coming to our church and that is learning about your love and how to share it. Help us all this week at school and everything we're doing to share your love with others. And everyone said... Amen. Let us pray our prayer for illumination together. You will find this printed in your bulletin. Let's pray it as one voice and one body. Creator Spirit, who hovered over the waters at creation's birth, who descended in the form of a dove at Jesus' baptism, who was poured out under the signs of fire and wind at Pentecost. Come to us, open our hearts and minds, so that we may hear the word of life and be renewed by your power. For you live and reign with God and Christ now and forevermore. Amen. Our epistle reading... This morning comes from the book of Acts, the 10th chapter. Hear now the reading of God's word. Then Peter began to speak to them. I truly understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. You know the message he sent to the people of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. That message spread throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John announced, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. We are witnesses to all that he did both in Judea and Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree. But God raised him on the third day and allowed him to appear. Not to all people, but to us, who were chosen by God as witnesses and who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one ordained by God as the judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Hear the gospel from Matthew chapter 3. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up from the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him, and he saw God's Spirit descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from the heavens said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The tour bus was full of Holy Land pilgrims heading down the newly paved road to the Jordan River baptismal site outside of Jericho. Along the river are numerous church buildings that have been built to commemorate the baptism of Jesus. Yet you can easily throw a rock to the other side of the river into Jordan where armed soldiers stand guard along the steep banks of the river. A sign of a new world that is not lost on that old world of Jesus. It was a hot day and we pilgrims had been all over Israel that week. We shared our stories on the bank of the river before going in. One pilgrim had recently lost his college-aged son a month before we journeyed. One pilgrim requested prayers for family circumstances. One pilgrim was getting over claustrophobia she had had been encountering on the tour. And it then became time to step into the water and to remember our baptisms, to remember who we are, the baptized, and to realize this in this body of flowing water that a dove lighted on Jesus and that it was here that the voice of God was heard from heaven. As I stepped into the water, I knew what the songwriter meant when he wrote, Jordan's river is chilly and cold. It's both of them. And as I looked into the eyes of our pilgrims and they looked into mine, we remembered together that truly we are not our own, but that the water had marked us as Christ's own. Yet in today's gospel story, the original story, John's baptism paints a not so pretty liturgical picture We read earlier in Matthew in this chapter that John stands between the wilderness and the promised land at the river and he's wearing camel's hair. His belly is full of locusts and honey and he is sporting a leather belt, calling out to the world to draw nigh to repentance. 
and there's fire in his bones. And Jesus hears him and goes to him to the river, to that place that John has turned <coughs> into a baptismal font, to a place of repentance and confession, to be baptized by this radical baptizer. So here is Jesus in the River Jordan, being human and living into the role of his humanity, confessing, repenting, watching the heavens being torn open and his ministry beginning. And there was an immediate and evident impartation of the Spirit noted by a dove on Jesus. It was a life-altering moment for Jesus down in the river. His ministry would begin, he would be forever changed, and he would change the world. And it happened down in a place of aquatic regularities, a place of running water, a place to siphon, to cleanse, to transport, to flow, a place that births new life. God uses simple and life-giving things to teach us about life, bread and wine and water, often before we even know it. Therefore, it is no wonder that water baptism is the means in which God acts in a way that brings us new life. It is a sacrament, an outward sign of a very real and invisible grace. It is not something we do for God, but yet it is something that God does in us by His grace. God knows us before we ever truly get to know ourselves. And in baptism, we are Christ's own first and foremost. Christ, Christian, is our primary identity. Now it is clear in the scriptures that Jesus never left children out of the kingdom of God. In fact, Jesus scolded those people who tried to. And we find in Acts that the early church baptized infants and children as a part of God's covenant community. We hear this from Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Peter replies and shares... Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, the promises for you and your children, and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. You and your children, all who are far off, all whom the Lord will call. Baptism and the gift of the Holy Spirit are for all people. Now as family, friends, and the congregation of baptized infants and children, we make a commitment to raise these children within the covenant promises of God, to raise them in Christ's holy church, to show them the love of God, to model for them worship and prayer and service to others. And as they prepare for confirmation, we teach them that God comes to them in their relationship with him. We believe that God has claimed them, has marked them as his own. And then what happens? Then they grow up. And there's nothing more prevalent to youth these days than the mystery of them discovering who they are. We live in a world of whimsical identity seeking that puts youth under pressure. It makes them ask themselves the question, who am I? 
When they ask this question, the media and the music and the smartphone apps tell our youth that they are supposed to look a certain way, to be in relationships with certain types of people, and to do all they can to be a part of an influencer hype created in crowd. When they ask themselves the question, who am I? The schools answer that they are to be rational and deep thinking that they must absorb endless data, that the grades must be perfect, that there is nothing more to them than their standardized test scores, and that they are to live only to learn and not learn to live. You aren't who you are, but what you know. And when they ask themselves the question, who am I, the advertisers and the peddlers say that you are a capitalist a spender of money, a maker of money, a purchaser, one who looks for good deals, a good suburbanite, a driver of a specific make and model of vehicle, a wearer of certain brands, a receiver of loans and interest rates. That's who you are. Friends, the world has gotten really good at telling our young people who they are. And although we may resonate with youth on these questions, this is a womb to tomb reality for all of us. It's an issue with people of all ages. But what if our faith and God claiming us as Christ's own truly became the primary way that we identify who we are? When faced with whatever life brings us, what if we responded in the way and the stillness and quietness of our heart that says, we are the beloved baptized children of God. And that that is enough. You right now are enough. And when the world asks Christians the question, who are you? The church can respond with the answer, we are the baptized. We have buried our lives of being slaves of sin in the world and have been raised anew and set afire by the Holy Spirit. We have risen to new life in Christ. We are claimed, we are spirit filled, we're set free. We are the people who have joined in the baptism of Jesus. Now, I love the story about an incident following an infant baptism ceremony. On the way home after worship, the brother of the baby who had been baptized cried from the back seat all the way home. Just cried all the way home. And three times his dad asked him what he was crying about. What is wrong? What are you crying about? What are you crying about? What are you crying about? And finally he, he got through gasping his air and brought it together. And he answered his dad, the preacher said he wanted us to be brought up in a Christian home, but, but I wanna stay with you guys. We who are baptized struggle just like everybody else to be decent human beings. We are no more or less tempted than anybody else to be less than God created us to be. But Jesus, our Lord, shows us the way and God gives us the spiritual path to follow in that way. 
And from our baptism onward, we live inside the promise that we will have a strength that comes from God's incarnate love. Though we may fall short at our end of the promise from time to time, God never falls short. And remembering who we are in our baptism helps us remember whose we are. It reminds us of when we went down to the river and all those times that we have stood on the shore with others, those times that we have stood at the font with others and remembered who we are. When Martin Luther, the leader of the Reformation, feared his life and found himself in the doldrums of despair for being a reformer, for paving the way to open up the Protestant faith. When he was in those doldrums of despair, he would often touch his head and say, I must remember that I'm baptized. Today we are invited to the baptismal waters of the font, to this place of salvation, and to remember that our primary identity is that we are the baptized. Let us come to the waters and remember that we are beloved. Let us remember that we are chosen. Let us remember that God's love has been imparted into our lives and that there is nothing that can ever separate us from God's love. Let us remember that we are not alone and that God is always with us. Listen to me, if you're entering into this new year and you're feeling alone and you wonder how you're gonna get through it, I can promise you, God is with you. God is with us. Let us come and remember that nothing is impossible with God. The world stresses us to struggle with who we are. God doesn't struggle with who we are. Uh, and, And we can easily forget the scene of John the Baptist standing in the water and baptizing Jesus, but God never forgets God's grace. We can easily forget that we have been in the same line at the river, that we have been baptized into the Christian faith that our sins have been washed away and that God has claimed us and named us as his own, that we have risen to new life. We may often forget it. Friends, God never forgets it. You are that special. God never forgets it. So today you are invited to remember and to let grace wash over you, to remember who you are in Christ. In the name of the one God, amen. In a moment, uh, you will be invited forward. The ushers will direct you. And we will take part in remembering our baptisms together and experiencing God's love tangibly. Reverend Curry and I will take a stone out of the font 
And we'll make a sign of the cross on your forehead and give you that stone to take with you. I would encourage you to put, put it in a place where you'll see it every now and then so you can remember that God has never left you or forsaken you. God is with you. After receiving that stone, you're invited to kneel at the altar and to pray for your new year that is already among us. Let us come in a moment with joy to meet our Lord. At this time, I invite you to please turn to page 33 in your hymnal as we go through some of the questions of our liturgy together. Brothers and sisters in Christ, through the sacrament of baptism, we are initiated into Christ's holy church. We are incorporated into God's mighty acts of salvation and given new birth through water and the spirit. All this is God's gift offered to us without price. Page 34. On behalf of the whole church, I ask you, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness reject the evil powers of this world and repent of your sin? Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior, put your whole trust in His grace, and promise to serve Him as your Lord in union with the church which Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and races? Page 36. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Eternal Father, when nothing existed but chaos, you swept across the dark waters and brought forth light. In the days of Noah, you saved those on the ark through water. After the flood, you set in the clouds a rainbow. When you saw your people as slaves in Egypt, you led them to freedom through the sea. Their children you brought through the Jordan to the land which you promised. Sing to the Lord all the earth, tell of God's mercy each day. In the fullness of time you sent Jesus, nurtured in the water of a womb. He was baptized by John and anointed by your spirit. He called his disciples to share in the baptism of his death and resurrection and to make disciples of all nations. Declare his works to the nations, his glory among all people. Pour out your Holy Spirit to bless this gift of water and those who receive it, to wash away their sin and clothe them in righteousness throughout their lives, that dying and being raised with Christ, they may share in his final victory. All praise to you, eternal Father, through your Son, Jesus Christ, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns forever. Amen. The direction of the ushers, I invite you to come. Let us remember our baptisms and be thankful.
us go now in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen.